Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and it's listener letter time. We have a very special letter today from Silriana Leafbow, and she writes, Dear Tosh Mafuni, I'm a survivor of the burning of Teldrassil, and I'm currently staying at a shelter set up by the Draenei on Azure Mist Isle. My friends and I appreciate the Half-Hill Report because it reminds us that despite our tragedy and the war, there are still places in the world like Half-Hill where things are peaceful and simple. I'm writing to ask a favor. We've heard on your show all the efforts of Pandarans to assist those affected by the war in Kul Tiras, which is a wonderful thing. But please... Remember that there are still many night elves who lost everything in the burning of Teldrassil that still need assistance. If you could ask your listeners to send whatever help they can, I know it would be very helpful. Never forget, sincerely, Silriana. Thank you, Silriana, for this timely and very important reminder. Listeners, please stay tuned after the show to learn how you can help with this kind of tragedy. And now, on with the news. With all the bad news throughout Azeroth, I thought this week that the Half-Hill Report might take a little break from the news, and I'd share with you a letter that I received from Professor Talib about a very interesting experience she's had in Kul Tiras. Dear Tash Mufuni, Huh, doesn't seem to call me Tashi anymore. Greetings from Stormsong. Thank you for sending along your papers for me to evaluate. It's good to know that you're at least trying to keep up with your work. Wow. I'll say that many of them seem quite hurried. Perhaps you didn't allocate enough time to polish them. (laughs) Yeah, you think? I'm expecting to see improvement on the next set of papers. Yeah, you, you and me both. I wanted to share with you and your listeners... A very interesting experience I've had here in Stormsong. In my travels here, I heard about an ancient race called the Tortolans. So I traveled to the north shore to a Tortolan outpost called Seeker's Vista. These fascinating beings lived to an extraordinary age, 700 years or more. As far as I'm able to observe, they have almost no advanced technology or agriculture and their entire culture seems to be based around the very admirable pursuit of knowledge and collecting rare artifacts. They're great lovers of stories, and I think you'd probably like them very much. They're much like Pandarans in many ways, although they are a bit grumpy. (laughs) Never met my uncle. I hope one day you'll have the opportunity to do a little traveling and get to meet them. I've been doing my best to keep up with the Half-Hill Report, and while your papers are not quite up to standard, ouch, you're doing a fine job with the broadcast. Best regards to you, Professor Talib. (sighs) I've really got to get some better time management skills. If I don't get my grades up, 
I'm going to have to go back to the farm. Ugh. The Half Hill Report is made possible this week thanks to a very generous and surprising donation from Ban Pearlpaw, purveyor of the finest Pandaren cuisine outside of Half Hill. If you're a Pandaren traveling through Boralis and longing for a taste of home, make sure to drop by his noodle cart, conveniently located just outside the Snug Harbor Inn in Tradewinds Market. In sports news, the mighty Mushans of Half Hill Agricultural College finished their season with an unusual but very honorable tie with the Cloud Chasers of Jade Forest College of Aeronautics, wrapping up their regular season record with a 5-2-1. Both teams offered up spirited defenses, holding each other scoreless through six periods of play. Late in the seventh period, the Mushans scored an apparent double critical, but immediately Mushan senior leader number 33, Chung Stoneheart, pointed out a dishonorable action by his own team, which not only negated the score, but would have resulted in points being awarded to the chasers. This highly unusual but very honorable action by the Mushans led to a brief on-field meeting between officials and the chasers head coach, who requested that the officials call it a no play. At the end of regulation play, with neither team having scored, both teams walked out onto the field, bowed respectfully to each other, and elected not to continue play in honor of the respectful actions by both teams. In two weeks, the Mushans will begin their postseason run in an away game against the arch rivals, the Fighting Fells of Orgrimmar Community College. March on, Mushans. March on. It's time for Dwarven Dispatches, a semi-regular report from the field with Eamon Wetbranch. Brought to you by Nessingwari Safari. Take it away, Eamon. Hello there, lad, and greetings from Stromgard, where my unit had to parachute in to fend off horde reavers who were trying to take control. After an initial battle to defeat their leader, veteran reaver Kromshock, our strike force took immediate steps to reclaim the mine and the mill so that we could construct the workshops and siege engines needed to retake Northfold Crossan. The battle there was fierce as the Alliance charged down from High Perch into the teeth of the Horde forces gathered at Argorok Gate, bravely taking fire from the ground forces and the Horde siege towers. Against all odds, our small force took down the gate and faced troll leader Rokan himself. I got my licks in on that foul creature until one of his spells turned me into a, uh, well, uh, a frog. It was humiliating. And the worst part is, now I have warts. The battle was won, but the war rages on boil. I don't know where all this is going. Rumors are everywhere about a secret meeting between the king and Sourfang and Stormwind. None of us quite know what to make of that. But we'll fight on for the Alliance and for Azeroth. Keep the home fires burning, lad. Thanks, Eamon, and uh, sorry to hear about the warts. I'll ask around to see if anyone has a good remedy. You know, I bet Jogu may have one. He seems to spend a lot of time in ponds. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by... Nessingwari Safari, 
who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. <laughs> or warts. Checking the Azeroth calendar, in just a couple of days, the Moonkin Festival will be upon us. And if you think young Moonkins are just as cute as Professor Talib and I do, you won't want to miss this one-day chance to see how young Moonkins learn important skills and maybe even strike up a friendship with a young Moonkin yourself. And in just nine days, the week-long Pilgrim's Bounty Festival will start. So start making your plans to visit your favorite capital city or inn in Kalimdor or the Eastern Kingdoms to attend this yummy holiday with friends and family. And remember, just 36 more shopping days left till the Feast of the Winter Vale. It's time again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with our resident Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, Velmic, I heard in a letter this week that the Draenei have provided shelter to the refugees from Teldrassil. That's, that's really great. Hey there, Tosh. Yes, yes, we, we understand about being refugees and want to help peoples wherever we can. What a great thing to do. Hey, and speaking of helping people, did you visit the orphanage in Stormwind this week? Yes, I did. I, I did. I go to Stormwind and meet with Matron Nightingale, and she's very nice. I showed her stuffed raptor that I bring from Refuge Point, and she tell me to go inside and talk to Matron Shalin, who took me to meet some of children there and ask around if toy belonged to any of them or who they know. Boy, those little kids have a lot of energy running around like murlocs on beach. Well, we talked to a few of them, but none of them say Toy is theirs, which was very honest of them, I must say. So, I am standing outside wondering what to do next when a pair of very cute little girls, twins I think, come up to me and tug on my cloak. I look down and say, Hello, do you know who this Toy belonged to? They both nod and take my hands and lead me over to a little girl sitting under a tree by fountain. Oh, she looks so sad. And I say to her, Hello, my name Velmek, and I think maybe I have something of yours. And I hold up toy and she smile and cry out with happiness and take toy into her arms, crying and saying, Rapti, it's so good to have you home. I, I tell you, Tush, it, it make me so happy that I smile and cry at the same time. Oh, wow, Velmic. That, uh, that's really wonderful. That, that got to me, too. Yes, well, you know, with war and other bad things going on, it, uh, it's good feeling to bring happiness into a child's life. She hugged me around legs and look up at me and whisper, Thank you. And then she just run back into orphanage, hugging Toy tightly to her. Wow, wow, that's really something. Did, did you find out anything about her, her name, or where her parents are? I, I, I talked with Matron Nightingale, who thanked me for bringing girls Toy back, and she tell me it was first time little girl had talked since she came, so they don't know anything about her. Matron tell me they call her Alice for now and ask me if maybe I would come back another time and see if she'll talk to me. Wow, well, 
what'd you say? Oh, of course I say yes, and I promise to come back as soon as I can. That's, that is just so touching, Valmek. You, you really are a decent and I. Eh, you do what you can. So, anyway, <clears throat> after all that, I figure I need a little drink and something to eat. So I go to Mage Quarter in Stormwind for to visit Blue Recluse. Ah, okay, so the review this week. How was it? It was nice place for drinking. Innkeeper Lohan keep very tidy place with many tables for big groups and small parties both. And bartender Brenlaw has nice variety of drinks. Very strange though, they have no food there. Especially when I meet head chef Angus Stern. I ask him, why place with head chef not have any food on menu? He thanked me for asking and then start telling me long story about something I, I didn't really follow. You know, I don't think he ever answered my question. He remind me a little of you, Tosh. Hey, <laughs> yeah, no offense. Anyway, I figure I try a little local flavor and have couple flasks of Stormwind Tawny. Actually, more than a little couple, which was very nice. I spend time there thinking more about little girl at orphanage and how I could help her. Gee, it really sounds like she made quite an impression on you. Ah, uh, yes. I, you know, I think maybe I write to Taolin and ask her what she think. Taolin was orphan, you know. Yes, I, I remember. I bet she would have some good advice. Ah, uh, I hope so. So, anyway, I give Bluter Close two and a half crystals because they have head chef, but no food and no place for sleeping. For a place with such reputation as Blue Recluse, frankly, I expect a little more. Well, there you have it, folks. Sounds like the Blue Recluse is more about the reputation than the actual place, but still worth a visit. So, where to next week, Velmek? Well, with winter coming, I am thinking I would like to visit place with snow. So. I might go to a place I hear of called Winterspring and visit in there called the Laughing Yeti. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Until next time, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatash. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, serving locals and visitors alike the finest food and drink anywhere in Pandaria. Come by, won't you? And please say hello. And make sure to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Locally brewed by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And make sure to tune in later for another hilarious episode of The Great Grease Collar. This week, that irrepressible but hapless goblin Wex Vessel Grease Collar and his twin nieces, Menke and Packle, try to go shopping for Pilgrim's Bounty with hysterical results. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. Want more awesomeness every week? Visit weeklyawesome.com. Weekly podcasts to make your week better. Remember to smile and be awesome. Hello listeners, Tosh Mifuni here with a real life and very serious message. 
Two days ago, my family in Southern California was evacuated from their homes as a result of the Woolsey fire. Fortunately, they've been able to return to their homes and are safe and sound for the moment. But this tragedy is still ongoing and is affecting hundreds of thousands of people in that area. There are also massive fires ongoing in Northern California. Won't you please consider donating to a charity or relief agency of your choice that are providing badly needed shelter and assistance to those who've had to evacuate and many who've lost everything? I've posted a link in the show notes that provides a listing of just some of the charities to which you can donate. If you or anyone you know has been affected by these tragedies, Professor Talib and I extend our sincerest sympathies.